And then I came home and I was like, no, I never <laughs> lose stuff. No, I was like, I never lose stuff. Like, why can't I find these AirPods? So I started like digging through the couch. I had tears in my eyes. I was like digging through the couch. And then I walked by my coffee table and I like saw them out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, <gasps> and then I looked under like this. It was like a stack of books. And on top of the stack of books, I had the bandana that Shuri was wearing in our family photos. It was underneath that. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're using your once lost but now found mm -hmm. AirPods. You want to tell when everyone I that tell story? You, when I tell you, I was being so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the story begins today. I came home and I was like, oh, I want to listen to um, some music. I'll, so I'll get into specifics of what I wanted to listen to later in this episode. Mm. <laughs> um, but I was like, I want to listen to some music. And I, I was at work all day today, like in person. And I realized once I had already got there that I left my AirPods at home. And I was like, oh, damn it. So I had to ride public transit without my AirPods. I had to work without my AirPods. It was awful. And then I got uh, home and I was like, I want to listen to music. I deserve it. Or I was about to take Shuri out. And I was like, oh, why don't I listen to something while I'm walking her? And I'm like looking in all the usual places. And I was like, where the fuck are my AirPods? So then I pull up Find My and I see that the last time my AirPods had like pinged my phone was on Sunday when I was with you and Nick at Nick's place. And so it said their location was like the last known location was at Nick's apartment. And I was like, oh, and I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. I immediately texted Nick and I was like, Nick, are you home? <laughs> <laughs> Not the demon. And I voice. was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I can't buy my AirPods and it says right your house. Please, can you check your car? Can you check your <laughs> he checked and he was like, yeah, I'm not finding anything. Like, can you make, can you do, because you can do like the make a noise. And so oh, I tried yeah. that, but it like wasn't connecting. So it like wasn't going to make the noise. So then I was like, okay, I'm at the dog park actually. Like, why don't I just come by and see if I can connect to the AirPods? And he was like, yeah, go for it. So I walked over with Shuri all the way from the dog park and um, we went through his apartment, like where I was sitting. I like looked in the couch, looked under the couch. We looked in his car and in the garage, like we got on the ground and looked under the cars <laughs> where he was parked before. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then we went to the front desk and I was like, did anybody turn in some AirPods? And the girl was like, usually if you lose AirPods, like people are going to turn them in. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so nick was like sorry and i was like it's okay i'm just gonna go home now <laughs> i walked home like <laughs> and then i came home and i was like no i never lose stuff no i was like i never lose stuff like why can't i find these airpods so i started like digging through the couch i had tears in my eyes i was like digging through the couch <laughs> And then I walked by my coffee table and I like saw them out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, <gasps> and then I looked under like this. It was like a stack of books. And on top of the stack of books, I had the bandana that Shuri was wearing in our family photos. It was underneath that. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I texted Nick and I was like, don't hate me. <laughs> 
So super embarrassing day. Um, he sent me a screenshot of those first series of texts and he just said, my sister in Christ. <laughs> so sorry. I'm just chaotic and messy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you found them. Uh, uh, me too, because <laughs> these shits are expensive. Yeah. And you would have had to record with like what your little Sony headphones. Well, I mean, I have um, I have Beats. So oh, that's what I, was I don't know use. why I thought they were Sony, but anyway, regardless, I'm glad you found them. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a great episode. I don't know why I'm just feeling. Oh, it. you're I feeling think we're it? gonna put okay. out some great content. Look at us, cute as hell. We're actually matching. <gasps> we're matching. Oh Didn't my god, plan that's that. so cute. We're both wearing Wait, powder what blue. Do you have on? navy they're my navy poom poom shorts so <laughs> I, I don't not her revealing her ass to the camera not actually but like that was a good pose you mean do it again <laughs> yeah do it again wow no don't screenshot me <laughs> the plaid's really doing something um just, oh wow she's flexible <laughs> some cheerleader day is coming back i just love it's so funny because they have no idea what you're doing right now no you guys are just hearing zach go whoa wow she's flexible <laughs> yes yeah, we're I matching. Am. it's so cute um you're so cute yeah so should we get into it yeah okay so today it's funny because uh like days ago I put on our outline that the Respect for Marriage Act passed the House. And I was like, oh, slay, because it's probably going to, well, not probably, it's most definitely going to Biden's desk for him to sign. And then this afternoon, he did sign it. But it was so funny because, you know, they made a big ceremony about it. They ended up having it outside on the White House lawn. Mm -hmm. um, and press was there and, and family guests and all these other guests, of course. There was a big to-do. And um there were speeches and Biden sounded like he was fucking dying during a speech. <laughs> I mean, it was cold today. So for it was the winter cold. cold it was like grabbed his lungs. <laughs> I wonder if it wasn't originally outside and they're like, wait, the sun came out for the first time in like eight days. Let's have this outside, even though it's still cold. I feel and like they're my... having everything outside these days, though. Like I the, know. I don't know. My the guy White on House the mic was just like... outside. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of yeah, y'all know good and well Joe is too old to be outside in this weather. <laughs> yeah, um, but he signed it. And I just want to talk a little bit about the ceremony because I did watch portions of it and I thought it was so funny because it was very campy. Not only did Cindy Lauper come to perform True Colors, which is a little on the nose, <laughs> uh, oh. but not two seconds after Biden gave his signature, you know, where like everyone's huddled around him and he's sitting down and he signs it and everyone goes, woo! not two seconds after that the speakers on the white house lawn started blasting born this way oh my like, god all of a sudden You're it came joking. on it came on it was like I'm beautiful in my way. <laughs> like loudly like you could hear the bass oh on the lawn like tell video. me a straight person coordinated this event without telling me a straight person coordinated oh this event. it was so funny of course they ended the song before it got to the you're lebanese you're orient that's those problematic lines um <laughs> <laughs> not that the lebanese problematic it's really the orient line uh we don't mm -hmm. call people that anymore uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a big thing and it was campy and it was fun. And wow. now my right to get married is protected. Hopefully, hopefully nothing. You yeah. never know what these Republicans you literally can do. never know. Though. <laughs> they just yeah. pulled it out of left field and you're like, that was legal. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. 
but it is a big deal. Something to celebrate, you know. Mm-hmm. Took him long enough, but thanks. I appreciate I know, it. They did something. <laughs> yeah. Two All years right. with the House, Senate, and the White House, and they finally did something. <laughs> yup. Anyway, speaking of anyway. Republicans, Marjorie Taylor Greene made some very interesting comments oh this God. week. Uh, she was at a New York Young Republicans Club dinner and had a few things to say. This is part one, by the way. She said, I'll just tell you something. If Steve Bannon and I had organized that, we would have won. Not to mention, we would have been armed. Speaking about the January 6th insurrection. Uh, first Where of all, was Steve Bannon during all this? No, 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 no. First of all, I need to call. Steve Bannon did organize this. Very much so was involved with this. So that's incorrect. Not <laughs> only is she fucking crazy, she's not even factual. Uh, and also, people were armed. Thankfully, those arms were not used, but they sure planned on using them. Remember, they wanted to kill the vice president of the United States, um, among others. So wrong on all counts, almost, because I bet she would also be wrong about uh, winning if she had organized it. So that was crazy. And of course, she's being criticized left and right by the left and the right. See what I did there? Um, But I'm sure she'll remain in office because apparently you can say whatever you want these days. If you're a Republican and right. stay in They'll office. They'll be like, I didn't mean it. Yeah. If you're a or Democrat and you say something crazy, they will oust you and cancel you like nobody's business. But if you're a Republican, they should, it does but... not matter. Apparently if you're Herschel Walker and you do all the things you did leading up to your campaign, it does not matter. Apparently, <sighs> Thankfully he lost. <laughs> that Thankfully. happened last night at, or not last night, last week as we were recording. Mm-hmm. But anyway, on to part two of what Marjorie Taylor Greene said at this Young Mm. Republicans Club dinner. She said, by the way, you can pick up a butt plug or a dildo at Target and CVS nowadays. I don't even know how we got here. This is the state that we're living in right now. Wow. Which is so funny. And people think that she was repeating this uh, based off of something she said on Tucker Carlson's show on Fox News literally the night before this dinner. Uh, and a correspondent on that show claimed that one of Carlson's producers happened to notice that CVS is, quote, now selling sex toys, even though they've been doing this for a minute. Uh, and Gallagher, who's the correspondent, said on the show, and they appear to be a relative bargain. For example, there's a tush cush for eleven ninety seven, though the accompanying lotion that goes with it will set you back an additional eleven ninety seven. And if you've got the cash right there in the middle, the buzzy butt will run you thirty two fifty. The buzzy butt information I just wanted you to know about New York. And then Tucker Carlson, ever the idiot he is, said, "But it's a moral. It's a moral to sell Marlboros," which it's. What? People sell cigarettes all over the fucking place. Like, what, what are you, are trying you to say? saying? Also, cigarettes are like proven to kill you. Sex toys yeah. are not. As long as they have a base. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was fucking nuts. This is just a clown show at this point when they're not being super dangerous God. to people's lives. They're just saying stuff. This is so they should. The rest of them should be embarrassed that like these are their people. That's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah it's crazy but you know on to some on to some really nice lovely news that may or may not have brought a tear to my eye we're gonna end out the news section on this so Mm -hmm. jonathan the world's oldest tortoise celebrated his 190th birthday this weekend he's 190 yes who has been watching who has been looking after this turtle for almost 200 years well i'll tell you 
So he's lived through two world wars, eight British monarchs, 40 U.S. presidents. His lifetime has seen the first phone call in 1876, the first skyscraper in 1885, the first power-driven flight in 1903, and the first people to walk on the moon in 1969. He was also alive when the first photograph of a person ever was taken in 1838. And now he poses for selfies with the tourists. That is crazy. So the turtle's like, I've seen some shit. Yes. So Jonathan has been living on the British overseas territory, St. Helena, which is an island, mm-hmm. uh, for about 150 years, actually. Uh, they they don't actually know his exact age, but they estimate it to be 190 because he was around 50 when the island first oh. received him. And the occasion was marked with a three-day birthday party. And he also had a salad cake for his birthday made out of salad and fruit and vegetables. Uh, And I love how the article said, Jonathan is blind and has no sense of smell, but his hearing is great and he loves the company of humans. Oh, I was going to say, I feel Uh, like I was going to ask, like, does this, does he still see? Like at what point are some parts of your body so fucking old? uh, I just love looking at pictures of him. He looks so happy. He is cute. He does look happy. I hope he's happy. Even though he has no idea what's going on. He probably does. He's He's like, I'm literally just existing. Yeah. He's like, I'm just here. It's not my fault. I've been here for so damn long. (laughs) Could you imagine if you took him and like dropped him in the middle of Times Square? I mean, that would be a movie. I think you just made a a film. You just pitched a film. (laughs) I mean, he's blind. So the lights and everything might not scare him. But the noises, he'd probably be like, ah, this is it. I'm entering death. You just pitched a film, (laughs) I think. Oh, I would love to see a film about Jonathan the Tortoise, even a documentary. A documentary. Give it to me, me, please. It'd probably be the sweetest film. That would be nice. Anyway, that's our news for this week. All right. I'll take it away. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 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 I've been saying that a lot lately. Thanks a lot. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, okay, Taylor Swift has reached an agreement with two songwriters that um, is now finally ending a five-year-long copyright lawsuit of claiming that she stole lyrics to her song Shake It Off from a 2001 song Play Is Gonna Play. Um, <laughs> this is a thing. It's been going on for a really long time, and actually recently, prior to the settlement, a judge like um, ruled that Taylor Swift would have to stand jury trial to determine whether this was plagiarism or not. So I guess it's good for them that they reached a settlement before that happened in January, because that's just messy and annoying. And I feel like I'm shocked that this has gone on for this long. But yeah, um, unfortunately, Billboard must be listening to this podcast and has put everything that I think is interesting to talk about um, behind their paywall. So uh, uh, send me some money so I can pay for Billboard Pro or you won't get the details to all these stories. Uh, so I don't know all the details of the settlement, but I know that there's a settlement. <laughs> okay, wait, the lyrics. That, so it's just lyrics. Were, yeah. Was it the haters going to hate, hate, hate players going to play, play, play? I'm assuming so. I mean, the song's called Play Is Gonna Play. So Yeah, yeah. Wow. They're saying that she plagiarized it, and she said, I'd never even heard of that song before. Ah! <laughs> she said, <laughs> she li- No, that was like literally part song. of the, part of the um, lawsuit. <laughs> she said she never heard of that But song. it's like no one can prove that. She can't prove that she's never heard it, and they can't prove that she's heard it. Yeah. So 
I think know. I think the um yeah that's the thing with these lawsuits is that they have to prove just prove that they're similar enough and even if you haven't heard of the song before like if it sounds similar like if a jury rules that this is similar like you're fucked. <laughs> that's why yeah. these settlements are honestly the way to go because it's like whatever give them their money it, you're fine and there's plenty of it to go around. So. It, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Um, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hard Christmas to believe it's like less than two weeks away. I know. Don't remind me. Um, I haven't finished my Christmas shopping. <laughs> Has Hanukkah started? Um, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Hanukkah. What I is am Kwanzaa? not Jewish. Oh no, the fact that I have a Hebrew name. Uh, Hanukkah starts on Monday. Kwanzaa is the day after Christmas, so everything's coming. Oh, everything is coming. That's why we say Happy Holidays. <laughs> um, but Christmas music in particular is dominating the top 10 of the Hot 100 this week. We have All I Want for Christmas is You at number one, of course. Um, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree at number two. Jingle Bell Rock at number three. A Holly Jolly Christmas at number four. And Last Christmas at number nine, which I'm actually a little surprised Last Christmas is a little bit higher, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, that one slaps. Which, speaking uh, of that, did you listen to the Cheetah Girls version yet? No, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, you guys. I'm but... Hurt. Sometimes I need to be reminded. Um, just like okay. think about all the times I had to remind you to watch the boys <laughs> before you finally did it. <laughs> Which I did we have we talked about that yet? On this, I don't think we have, but season? I'm really hoping we'll be talking about it at our super mega media moment episode. Oh no, I was gonna say, have we mentioned it since we started recording season four that I did in fact watch the I'm boys? Not, I'm, yeah, I'm not it. sure. I'm not sure. I mentioned it on our Instagram account for sure. The second I oh. heard it, I was like, Okay, we gotta know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. So, yeah, if you don't follow us on Instagram, first, follow us on Instagram. Um, and second of all, I did, in fact, watch the boys. So now Zach can shut up. <laughs> yes, we'll talk. I think we should talk more about it, like I said, in the Super Mega Media Moment 2022 edition, because spoiler alert, that show will be very high on my top five. And then we could talk about your experiences then. And hopefully it's also high on your top five. Yeah, I actually, since I watched it, I've been telling everybody to watch it. Yeah, yeah, as you should. I'm but like, anyway. you guys want to know what's a great satire? <laughs> anyway, like, back no to Christmas music. And then me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Back to Christmas music. We'll okay, talk about sorry. the boys more later. Well, that uh, was the Christmas music story. Well, no, because we're not done. Oh, Fun not fact, done. Nick hates rocking around the Christmas tree. She, he thinks that that woman's voice is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> what's her name, Brenda Lee? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the red. <laughs> and secondly, I want to know what's your favorite holiday slash Christmas. Oh, movie? this is fun. Okay. Um, it's I feel like it's tough. I really I have a couple. Can I name uh, my top three? Uh, fine. Okay, <laughs> I really like that song. This Christmas. Oh yeah, that one slaps. That one does kind of slap. Um, and I also like last Christmas, of course. Um, that's a good one. Oh, wait, I have. Uh, okay. Um, girl control control. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say Patty LaBelle's performance that we watched. No, that's YouTube actually hysterical. It's really hysterical. If you guys haven't watched that video, Where just, <laughs> she said, Oh my God, <laughs> just Google Patty LaBelle. <laughs> this christmas oh my god and if Which, you haven't seen it it's the funniest thing you'll ever see did you know she had a concert in milwaukee like over the weekend and they had to be evacuated because there was a bomb threat at her concert i did not at the riverside that. sad yeah milwaukee's in shambles i know crazy and you're about to go back there Ugh. 
Oh. <laughs> no, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have two stories left. I Next. haven't given my favorite song. Oh, I'm going to ask Or sorry, songs. You go. You go. go. No, okay, give us your top three. My favorite has always been Happy Christmas War is Over. Song slaps. I could sing it at the top of my lungs. Why are you making that face? Because I'm trying to think, like, what? Can you sing it for us? Are you kidding? So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over, a new one's just begun. Ooh. A very Merry Christmas. Okay. You don't remember that? No, 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 I do. I, I do. Lennon? I just, okay. Yeah, I'm talking. <laughs> yes, I remember, but I don't know all the names off the top of my head. You have to sing it. You can't just say the name. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, that's an amazing song. I also really like, uh, why am I forgetting the name? Jackson See? 5, Someday at Christmas. That one slaps, Someday at Christmas. I feel like that's also kind of overlooked. And if I had to pick a third, I don't know. Very best Christmas to me from that one SpongeBob episode. <laughs> See, I was also going to say Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande because Loki, that one smacks you guys. <laughs> that one is, that's definitely the best modern Christmas song like to come oh, around 100%. in the last 10 years. Yeah. That song slaps. If you don't know, now you know. Okay. Are we good on holiday music? I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm sorry I skipped over you. You're forgiven. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I added this story for you, by the way. Because I feel like these are your, well, I don't know. We can call you a SZA fan, but. Um... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, um, Omar Apollo and SZA will be going on tour together starting in February. So who are we going to have to fight on Ticketmaster for me and Zach to get front row seats? Okay, here's the thing. <gasps> you don't want to go? Oh, my God. I'm hurt. I have some caveats. I'm offended. I need to know the venue. Because, Zach, I don't care who it is. I don't do standing room concerts. That gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. I didn't even go to Charlie's tour because it was all standing room unless you got box seats. I feel so, like at this big old age, I can't be doing standing room anymore either. Yeah. And so I'm too I, short. Like you think scissors. I'm just thinking like where else in, I feel like in DC, except right. for Capital One. Or the, the national stadium, which yeah, you know like, she's like not huge that. stadiums, except for those, it's pretty much all standing room venues. So I'm kind of thinking they're probably going to end up in the standing room venue. And I'm not that's, about that. That's also why I didn't even bother to buy tickets to Kehlani's concert in DC. Cause it was at a standing room venue. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm not doing that. Much. I feel yeah. like I'm too old and it's just too chaotic. And also that scares me the most. Cause like, that's how you die. Sorry. Yes. I mean, <laughs> hell Omar Apollo just went on tour. He just was in DC last month and it was standing room. So that's why I didn't go. It was at the <sighs> wharf. Um, well, but. Maybe they'll uh, live stream it. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll see TikToks from it. Maybe. But I am curious to see the prices, though, because like yeah. someone I, someone actually made a TikTok after this was announced where they were like, well, that ends the era of $25 Omar Apollo tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now, bitches. They were really nicely priced for his tour. Uh, no yeah. longer. Um, no longer. Yeah, but I have That's to say, sucks. you guys, um, I'm going to get on my high horse for a minute. Oh, God. yet another artist i've gotten in early uh you remember 
the big fanery I had for Doja Cat before she was even close to blowing up. Oh, and now I know. look where she is. Look and what I feel you've like done. Omar is on that track. Like he's look what you've done really for fast. these people. Yeah, it was look what all you've done me, for these guys. brown people. Yeah, look what you as a white me. man have done for yeah. these people. Yeah, it was all me. They swear their allegiance to me and my whiteness. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, on a second note, I want to return to that question of me being a SZA fan and call out my boyfriend for flaming me in front of Ely the yeah, other night. Yeah, you guys, Nick exposed Zach as a fake-ass fan. Okay. Especially after Zach tried to call me a fake fan. <laughs> okay, you are a fake fan because I started listening to the album at 12.02 a.m. and you didn't start till probably oh like 12.30. So... But no, this all started because I told Nick that I was going to be listening to this album. I got home. It's funny. Remember I mentioned this last week? I got home from my team staff hangout right at like 12.01 a.m. Super fun, by the way. I was like, slay. I'm listening to SOS. (laughs) Um, And I texted Nick that. He's like, you're going to stay up for the whole thing. It's like an hour. I didn't even know you were that big of a SZA fan. And I said, this was my text to him. I said it's hard for me to call myself a SZA fan because she's <gasps> barely, because she's barely put out anything in the last five years, and I stand by this. Her features are not good. Some of them, some of them are, wow. but most of them are not good. Did like you hear this? the fact that she even featured on a Maroon Five song, like what are you doing? And she needs that bag, that bag. It's not good. And then. Like the pretty much the only single I've enjoyed in the last five years was Good Days. Which and by the way, of, you guys, Zach didn't even like that song at first. He was like, Yeah, it I grew don't on like me. it. Okay. And now he likes it. He wanted so, to act like he liked it. Right. But like, <laughs> so how could I call myself a fan of her with all those caveats? That doesn't mean I don't think control is like a masterpiece. I love that album. And maybe I think this one is a masterpiece too. Oh, maybe. We'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> Are you a so, Nikki fan? <laughs> so i just wanted to clarify those accusations mm-hmm. you yeah. overcame the <laughs> the anti-sizz <laughs> accusation i did i broke through that glass oh ceiling <laughs> congrats okay whatever okay last story of music um today we're we're kind of zooming and dare i say don't you see you say that and <laughs> it's gonna come to a screeching halt <laughs> okay we've already gotten well, on so many tangents i know Okay, this is kind of funny, actually. So this last story is about how Apple Music is releasing a new feature. It's going to be like a karaoke style feature where you can sing along to your favorite songs right from inside the app. Um, But it's going to be uh, a little bit different. You can actually kind of manipulate what aspects of the song are playing over, like with your voice. So you can do it like a duet. You can adjust like the levels of the main vocals. It's like karaoke, but extra. So I guess that'll be fun. Interesting. Um, That's really cool. They're like, uh, oh, we increased the price for this. <laughs> is this for all songs? Is it like an AI thing or is it just for some popular song? Again, billboards getting too expensive for me to read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have all the details yet, but um, keep an eye out. People who use Apple Music, let us know because neither of us do. Another side tangent related to what you just said. Mm. I have a rage that boils inside me whenever I'm trying to just read the fucking news and it's a site that has a paywall. I'm like, 
we need to abolish this. Like what I'm abolished to paywall. It happens to me all the time when I'm just trying to read like a movie review on New York Times or something. And then it's like that thing for 10 seconds. You're like, oh, slay. It's not part of the paywall. And then the window pops up and they're like, they're like, oh, you want to read that? You want to read that? Oh, that's cute. Like, at least don't tease me like that. But yeah, the Billboard Plus or whatever the fuck it's called, that's just stupid. I know. They didn't used to have that. Now it's like every good story that's interesting that I actually want to talk about is behind the paywall and all the stupid stuff like, oh, uh bad bunny blew his nose. It's like, okay, (laughs) I don't give a shit. That's the free stuff. It's like, are y'all not making enough money off of all the ads you run? On your content. Oh my god! And Billboard is the worst. Like it's one of those websites where you open, click the link, and the link can't even fully process because of all the ads popping yep. up, and then a video starts playing in the background, and you're like, "What the hell is that?" Yep. And it's like it's so chaotic. I don't even want to read more than the headline at that point. We're over it. Yeah. Anyway, shall we music. move on? Yes, let's. Entertainment. Let's go. So. Variety actors on actors, the new season, they call it season. So it's just a series of videos. You guys is, is out. I will be touching on it again later, Hmm? but in the one with Jennifer Lawrence and Viola Davis, Jennifer Lawrence (laughs) said something really fucking stupid. (laughs) She said what the way she was so bold to say this in front of Viola Davis. Yeah. (laughs) Insane. She said, quote, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie. Let's remind everyone that Hunger Games came out in 2012. And I want to remind everyone and Jennifer Lawrence, some women that were starring in an action film before her. Mm -hmm. Linda Hamilton, Halle Berry, Michelle Yeoh, Sigourney Weaver, Angelina Jolie, Michelle Rodriguez, many more women were leads in action films before her. So... You know, I thought I thought J Law had grown. Like she was kind no. of smart. Like when she realized people were getting sick of her, like five years ago, she kind of she like, shut the fuck up, stepped back, took far less roles, and now I think she's trying to come back with like her new film Causeway. And it started last year with Don't Look Up, which was an awful film. Um, <laughs> but she still seems to have like that same attitude of like, I'm it. And it's like ugh, we gassed her up too much in those days, you guys. I think we that's did. what happened. Yep. No, we totally did. And now it's just like, okay. Like, is she going to rub her bare ass on another Hawaiian monument or something? (laughs) Remember when she did that? And she was like, sorry, you were offended. That was her apology. She was like, I'm so quirky and funny. (laughs) No, sister. Anyway, so you guys, today we got the first full trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the Academy Award winning film, which also happens to be one of my favorite films of all time. If you have not seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018, you need to get it together. We haven't done a homework assignment in a minute. You need to sit your ass down and watch that film. I don't care if you don't like comic book films. If you are a person with eyeballs, you should sit down and watch it. It is an amazing time. The animation style is incredible. The message is incredible. It's funny. It'll make you cry. Watch it. I feel like it has a little bit of something for everyone too. Like yes. the cast is so fully packed that it's like, if you like New Girl, 
Jake Johnson's <laughs> one of the main characters in this movie. If you like comedy, white comedy, uh, John Mulaney's in this movie. <laughs> Not white comedy. <laughs> <laughs> There's something for everyone. <laughs> yes. Um. So yes, we got the first full trailer. We had a teaser that was more or less just like one scene that came out many months ago. But this is an actual trailer. And I actually still really appreciate the way they cut this because the first like minute of it is very like quiet and subdued. And we get clips from the first film. Yeah. I think that's important because focusing on that human element is what made the original film so great. Mm -hmm. And then we just get into like the absolute insanity that we would expect from a Spider-Verse sequel. Uh, It looks incredible. And I love- Something they, they've done with this sequel that wasn't really in the first one. The first one has this beautiful art style that melds like comic books and pop art and everything. But one thing I've noticed in this trailer is they're bringing in different art styles depending on like the character. Like there's those incredible shots of when they're like amongst all the spider people from all different spider verses. And each and every one of those is pulled from a comic or a game or a show and it's done in the animation style from where they're from that's yeah. so creative like shit i thought i would never see like they have um the the manga verse spider-man done in that style they have paper bag man from like the <laughs> comics in the 40s and 50s uh or something like old comics and it looks like someone took a pair of scissors and cut him out from the comic book page Someone on Twitter even pointed out that in one of those shots, they took from the Spider-Man PS1 game, they took like yeah. that, that blocky character model and put them in there. <laughs> it's just creativity like leaping off the screen and it looks gorgeous. Miguel O'Hara, aka Spider-Man 2099, played by Oscar Isaac, looks phenomenal. Oh my God, mm-hmm. he looks so cool. I'm pumped. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, that was and that was a really cool moment in the trailer, just like seeing all the chaos and like have yeah. all of them like going coming at each other. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Plus, we just love Miles Morales. He's so He's cute. A great character. We're we're seeing this up in IMAX, by the way. We're oh, gonna be there in IMAX Thursday Ooh. night. This is my most anticipated film of la- of next year by far. I'm psyched. I'm psyched too, actually. Love to see another black Reekin on the screen. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That. Hashtag represent. <laughs> okay, speaking of things I'm psyched for, RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. We Ooh. had the cast reveal today and I wanted to briefly touch on it. I was actually a little bit worried because sources close to me know nope. that Drag Race, you know, I love it. It's a big big part of my heart been watching it for years and years but lately they've been dragging that shit out we're getting like 16 17 episode seasons that go from january to the end of may yeah it's a lot it's too much too many non-eliminations too many like like oh magical chocolate bar it's becoming like the mcu of reality tv yeah so it's too much so i'm don't get me wrong i'm still worried because this year (laughs) is or I should say next year, since it starts in January, it's the largest cast ever with 16 mm-hmm. queens. Dear God, you better That's eliminate so one every That's single episode. So I know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you've looked at this picture, 
but you know, every year they have their promos oh, um, where mm-hmm. they take the group shot and there's usually like a theme slash a color palette. Yeah. I am obsessed with this. This one theme. goes hard. The color palette is incredible. Like it's hot pink, black, bright yellow, and white with like the racing stripes. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks absolutely incredible. And I watched the cast reveal live on YouTube. And I just was like, wow, like all these queens look stunning. So stoked for this. And they also have these twin uh, competitors, like two queens that are twins. They're big on TikTok. That should be interesting. So yeah, just wanted to call that out. No, I'm very excited. Um, I haven't honestly watched um, a lot of Drag Race in a really long time. Season 12, right? Uh, No, we watched season 13. I thought you I thought you Oh wait. Fell off of that. Oh, oh no, no you I watched did season watch thirteen. It, it was yeah. fourteen where I fell off. Yeah, that's right. No, fourteen was okay. Fourteen was so long and just yeah. like and I hate to say it, I mean, you know, all drag queens are talented or whatever, but it wasn't like the most engaging group. It it was one of those years it's like, okay, we have a very clear winner here, and you knew it like halfway through the season. And so it just felt like we were spinning our wheels, so to speak. See, and that's the thing, too, because I was just watching season five last night with my coworker, Kate. Shout out to Kate. Um, and we were saying how, like, we miss, like, we are, we were saying how we feel like drag queens nowadays are getting way too good at drag because <laughs> before it was so, like, a chaotic and messy, but it was kind of yeah. fun to see, like, their growth from beginning to end and then from where they ended to now. Exactly. And now it's like, how are these queens going to grow? It's so much They're polish. Like, bring back the mess, please. <laughs> no, really. Bring back the messy-ass wigs. Bring back <laughs> the, like, creativity. Everybody looks too good. <laughs> As evidenced by this photo. Like, I know. Seriously. I'm like, everybody in here is hot. <laughs> like, imagine showing this photo to, like, the season three queens and saying, this is what it's going to be like in <laughs> 10 <TV>. years. <laughs> They'd probably be like, what the fuck? Right. And I also really miss some other campy names. Like just hearing them from season five will introduce themselves. We just started cracking up. We were like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Now you make me want to go back and watch season five. Maybe I'll do that after I this. Know. It's good. It's so good. Anyway, to wrap up entertainment, another thing I'm excited about. That sounds so mean. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I don't think I ever touched on this, but a little bit ago, I'd say about a month or so ago, DC got their formal, like, new heads, uh, which is James Gunn, actually, is one of them, and Peter Safran. So they're, like, the new heads of DC. They're supposed to be, like, the Kevin Feige's of DC. Although they've tried to have their own Kevin Feige with a few people now, and that has not worked out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But it seems like they're already making moves because sources say that Patty Jenkins, who's the director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984 recently turned in her treatment for the script for Wonder Woman three and James Gunn and Peter Safran said, "Mm, you know what? This doesn't fit in with where we want to go. So uh, it's done. (laughs) So Wonder (laughs) Woman three is not moving forward. And I thought this was so funny because so this happened on I think this was on Wednesday and before it was announced on Monday, Gal Gadot, she made this very strange out of the blue tweet where she was like, oh my God, quote, a few years ago, it wasn't even like on this day 
a few years ago. She just randomly said, a few years ago, I was cast as Wonder Woman and I've been so grateful to play the character and I love playing her and she means so much to me. And it felt so like random and out of the blue. But in retrospect, it's like, oh, she probably heard about this and was like, <laughs> they were like, you well, fired girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me try and save myself. But it's not looking good. I really hope they just do a complete swipe after 2023 because they still got some films to release like the Flash and Aquaman too. But um, the, it needs to all go. Just fresh start. Yeah. It needs to go. So this is probably the right move. But I'm also happy that I don't just hit through another Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just... Y'all know how I feel about Wonder Woman. I feel like I don't have to go into detail about go that. Back go back to our anti-media moment special. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how I feel. <laughs> And I just think it's funny, too, how they're also apparently considering still using Jason Momoa, but as a different character. I'm confused. I'm confused. Just get rid of all of it. It's also confusing because they made the decision to have one-off films like the Batman and Joker, but the Batman and Joker aren't in the same universe. So it's like you have it's very confusing. They need to just keep doing stuff like that. Like focus on doing the one-offs in like a really artsy way. Cause I feel yeah, like that's, that's what the makes good shit. Yeah. That's like what people like about like, you know, or that's, I feel like those are the superhero movies or villain movies that people actually like is when they're like not made to be like action movies. They're made to be like, just, I don't know, with stronger storytelling. I don't know how to say it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. The Batman is incredible. I actually want to rewatch that before I do my end of year ranking. Mm. Uh, but those are definitely more successful artistically. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't particularly care because I'm kind of getting superhero fatigue, which is funny because <laughs> I just raved about across the Spider-Verse live action superhero fatigue. <laughs> yes. Unless yeah, they bring Sony's X-Men lucky. back, then I'll be psyched. <laughs> that too. No, I'm thinking Sony's lucky. They just have like one hero's like canon to worry about. <laughs> They still fucked that up though because they got Morbius. We're getting <laughs> That's El true. Diablo. They're doing, like what the they're fuck? They're doing too fucking much. Too much. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. You, you know what I was just thinking though, going back to Spider-Verse? It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy because that original film is basically what gave Kevin Feige the idea to make this next saga, the multiverse saga. Like it was the <laughs> it was the artistic success of that movie that made him be like, huh, maybe we should have a multiverse because he loves copying people. Um <laughs> So, I mean, let's just be honest. Remember, remember, Batman v Superman was announced, and he said, "Well, shit, I wasn't planning on doing Civil War, but we got to do it now." Oh and, my god! And remember, for like for like a couple months, they had the same release date, and he was not budging. He said, "Go ahead and try me." And then wait, moved. <laughs> wait, we actually, when Morgan and I drove to New York, we watched, we listened to this podcast about like the um just the long rivalry between DC versus Marvel. And they talked about that, how it was basically a standoff and they were just waiting for, <laughs> I mean, you knew it wasn't going to be Marvel to, to stand down. So yeah. it was like, they were just waiting for someone to do something. And it was DC <laughs> so that funny. backed off <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. they still flopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't, I think that film opened with like 170 something million dollars, but critically but that movie's ass ass. Yes. <laughs> like many of their films but anyway we're getting off on a tangent that's it for entertainment yeah okay well i just have a couple of maybe somewhat long-winded stories um for pop culture um one of them i really wanted to spend some time to talk about because i feel like it's going to be a hot topic for the next few weeks um 
So the trial for Tory Lanes and Megan the Stallion's um, incident from 2020 is um, happening, started on Monday. Um, so I'm going to kind of share some information about, um, you know, what's going down and we can talk about it if we want to. It's kind of intense. So trigger warning, <laughs> I guess, for like domestic violence. Um, this is, do you know anything about this incident? I know that he shot her and that's all I know. Okay. So basically he's on trial because he's claiming he didn't shoot her. Um, and so that's basically what all of this is coming down to. So opening statements were made on Monday, which from when we're recording, this was yesterday. Um, and I don't know the full update for what happened today. So um, we'll just have to update y'all next week if we do. Um, but opening statements were made and prosecutors are saying that they're working to prove that Tory Lanes was the shooter, not that Megan was shot, because it's clear that she was shot by someone. They're just working to prove that it was Tory Lanes and not someone else. Um, and they, after they pulled three bullet fragments from Megan's foot in July of 2020. So Tory Lanes faces charges including assault with a semi-automatic firearm and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle. And on December 5th of this year, prosecutors filed a third charge for discharging a fire firearm with gross negligence. If convicted, he could face 22 years in prison and he's pled guilty to all three charges or not. Sorry, pled not guilty to all <laughs> three charges. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Um, okay. So now, according to the prosecutors, Tory Lanez and Megan got into an argument while riding in an SUV after a party thrown by Kylie Jenner on July 12th, 2020, prompting Megan to be asked to let out of the vehicle. Megan told police that Lane screamed, dance, bitch, after she left the vehicle and allegedly shot at her feet multiple times. Um, prosecutors said that Tory Lanez tested positive for gunshot residue, which is chemicals that are released from a gun when it's fired. And other evidence includes that's going to be like presented during the trial apparently includes a text confession from Tori to Megan and phone calls where he's apologized and blamed his behavior on being drunk. Now, the defense statements are saying that Tori Lane's never admitted to shooting a gun, but was apologizing for his sexual involvement with Megan and her former friend, Kelsey Nicole, which they which he says is what caused the fight in the car to begin with. So back in 2020, Megan initially told the police officers that she cut her feet on broken glass, basically because she was too scared in the moment to be honest about how she sustained her injuries. And then months later, Tory Lanez like accused her of trying to frame him. Um, and then I don't know, he I guess he released new music saying that he didn't do anything. But Megan uh, publicly identified Tory Lanez as her shooter on uh, social media on August 20th, 2020. But since then, we talked about this recently. She's faced a lot of attacks accusing her of fabricating the story or questioning her credibility. Like from Drake. Yeah, like from Drake Ugh. and just from a lot of other people. And at that, like at the beginning, um, she literally had to post a picture of her foot, like with her gunshot wounds on Instagram to prove to people that she was in fact shot because everybody was saying that she was lying. Um, so now it's not really a question of whether she was shot. It was, it's, it's a question of who shot her. So this trial is hopefully going to bring us the answer that we need. That's crazy. Also, shame on Kylie Jenner for having a party in July, 2020, <laughs> months after the pandemic begun. Like, <laughs> come on. These people are like, so, so, um, so separated from their, what's going on in the yeah. world. 
you kidding? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's happening. Keep an eye out, or I guess I will try to continue to update everyone as I have updates, but you know, doing my best with dealing with all these paywalls. You're such a good reporter with your limited resources. <laughs> I know. I work so hard. I do so much for this. Okay. This is a better story that will leave you um, hopefully smiling. Um, so Elon Musk apparently got booed after Dave Chappelle brought him on stage at a show in San Francisco over the weekend. Um, and then Elon later took to Twitter to quote unquote fact check that it was, and this is a direct quote from his tweet. Technically it was 90% cheers and 10% booze. That he's stupid. <laughs> um, and then later, I just wanted to note that he had that tweet was radi- ratioed by um, Twitter user Alejandra Carab- Caraballo, who just replied with a screenshot of a tweet from another user that says, and another thing, I'm not mad. Please don't put in the newspapers that I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's so pathetic. Oh, my yeah, God. He really is. Um, and he said some other kind of annoying stuff within that tweet that I'm just don't want to amplify um so yeah elon musk sucks ass but we talked about that's the theme of the season it's the theme of the year it's turning out to be i know well i feel like we've talked about it several at least once an episode this season so far and that probably will continue oh as, as he continues to do stupid stuff we'll keep you updated for sure well you ready for that media moment oh i'm ready it's time for the media moment. Okay, so it's interesting because I was very curious. Uh, you're going first, by the way. Okay. I was curious what you would pick because I know you had about three options of things you've consumed in the last week. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah. see what you picked. I did. I picked my pick, and I will say it came down between. Um, I'll just say it. it came down between Wednesday on Netflix and my actual media moment, which is SOS by SZA, because I'm a real fan. What about the Harry and Meghan docuseries oh, and, that you like, uh, consumed? Okay, okay. You say that? It was literally three episodes that they released. Oh. You can well, watch three episodes in an evening. <laughs> okay, but are they not like an hour and a half long? Netflix loves doing that. An hour and a half? No, I would say they were like 50 minutes each. Oh, maybe. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. How much of Wednesday did you watch? I watched five episodes of Wednesday in one evening, and then I watched oh, the damn. last. And then I watched the last three the next day. So oh, I so you finished it. it? I finished it. Yeah, I finished oh. it all in, one, in like within twenty four hours. Wait, um, I have a question before you give any thoughts on that. I don't know if you're planning on it. Does it have the potential to appear on your best TV shows list for our Mega Media Moment? Yes, one hundred percent. Maybe you should hold your thoughts until then. Which it's only a few weeks away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not my media moment for the week. So I'm not going to go too much into it, but I, I'll just say I really, really enjoyed it. Like I was, mm. I was so surprised. Like I was, I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it so much. I mean, maybe I should watch it, but I've been busy. I got lots of stuff to consume oh, in these last couple of weeks. So I know. I know. Well, right. this will be on Netflix forever. So that, that is true. Yes. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, okay. And then my actual media moment is SOS by SZA. And I feel like what dis- what, like the deciding factor was the fact that, I mean, I watched Wednesday and I have been like obsessed with it, but literally this is not even an exaggeration. <laughs> 
SOS by SZA is the only thing I have listened to since this <laughs> album came out. I'm not even kidding. I have not listened to any other music except for this album. Just for the last literally, four days. It's literally just on replay. Like I have it playing <laughs> and then I have the replay thing and it just, I turn on music, I turn on this. <laughs> I absolutely love this album. It's amazing. Um, I love it because it kind of reminded me of like why I liked the Lil Nas X album because it's like, it starts off with one vibe and you're just like, oh my gosh, yes. Like you're feeling it. And then it just kind of slowly transitions to something else. And by the end, you're like, whoa. And so that's really fun. <laughs> but also I feel like the second half of the album is a little emo and I love it. <laughs> like I love it. It's like giving middle school angst. Um, and that just made me really nostalgic. And I just, I love SZA's like tone. So anything that she sings, I'm... I'm here for it because I just love to hear her voice. She is such a beautiful voice. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked this album. I really did. I really did. I too really loved it. I think if oh, I good. win criticism, I do think it's too long. I think Oh I my God. Prefer... Are I... you kidding? It's you just too... you said guys... songs are too short. Okay. Yes, but that's, I was just about to say that. The songs still are too short. The album is long. Because there's like 25 fucking songs on it. But oh the songs God. are still like, some of them are two minutes. And I just, I don't like that. So I would have made it like 16, 17. Wow. But uh cannot be pleased. Okay. But some of these songs are <laughs> incredible. I've had low on repeat. That song slaps. I also mm -hmm. really love smoking on my X-Pack because it sounds like Lauren Hill. <laughs> and I love Ghost in the Machine, the one with Phoebe Bridgers. That one's really good. I really like Far. Yes. And I like Forgiveness, the closing track. And of course, wow. Good Days, which is on it. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's a very good album. I don't know if I could pick a favorite. Oh, God, this is too hard. Hey, you posted on your story multiple times about Low. Did I? I thought I yeah. only posted it once. Um, okay, yeah, I love Low. Um, I also love Kill Bill, the second track. Um, I also really love um, Gone Girl. Oh, that one's and good. I, yeah. I love F2F. Um, I love Conceited. I also love Too Late. There's a lot of them that I love. I'm <laughs> also just have glad. to say Yes. Oh. It's your medium moment. You go first. Okay, sorry, I have to say, which I think we did we talk about our Spotify raps last week? I feel like we might have forgot. You know what? I don't think we did. Okay, so I have to say this. <laughs> Y'all remember when when shirt the 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 single came out? That song made it to number seventy on my phone. Seventy? Yes. I mean that's still pretty low. But it came out in October. Hey, one of Nick's friends, Karma from Taylor Swift's album, was her number one song that came out in what October? No, November that came out in November. That's that's a lot. <laughs> okay, but I feel like people that have that they can't listen to Spotify that much, can they? Like, oh, it has I don't know to what be her that... total minutes were, but see, that's the thing. I feel like it has to be that they just don't use the app that much because that's insane. How is that possible? <laughs> I, don't know, I need dude. more. I need more info. Well, I'm just I I kind of just chuckled that shirt came in at number seven. <laughs> <laughs> I am very pleased that we did not get a sophomore slump or anything close to it. I was a little bit worried that oh, after waiting so long. Oh, this is so sophomore long, hype. Yeah, no, this is definitely a great album. Uh, 
should we talk about our Spotify wrapped like right now or no? When else are we going to do it? I can't believe Maybe. we forgot. I know we totally forgot. We're doing good with time. It's only been, it's been less than an hour. Well, let's get through your media moment and then we can talk okay, about it. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So my media moment for the first time, it's a format I've never had for me. I, I, I see. So my media moment is a video. Uh, and I told you we'd be getting back to the variety actors on actors. Mm-hmm. So when they announce this season, they do about two each year. They always have one around December because they take like oct- ask. I was going to say actors, and, and I was going to say askers. They take <laughs> actors who are involved with like Oscar season, and they they have them have conversations together. For those of you who don't know what variety actors and actors is, they literally you pick should two, know you should know. They take two actors and they just. They don't even interview each other. They just talk to each other, basically. They just talk, which I um, love. I love great. actors on they're actors. About, yeah, they're about like 40, 45 minutes, and they're mostly talking about their current projects. Um, but, you know, sometimes they have unlikely pairings that are really interesting. And some of them are great. And so when they announced this new season, and I saw that they had one with Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. They did that spicy. Oh, I got hyped. And so I was there like an hour after they posted that video. I was like, I have to watch this. And I've since watched it twice. I like, I kind of watched it the first time and then listened to it the second time. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's lots to dissect in this one little video. First of all, these two women look incredible they're both wearing like black blazer like full black blazers or like pantsuits michelle yo has like these golden accoutrement like buttons and stuff on her sleeves so that whenever she moves her hands they make like clacking noises wow. and she's wearing these crazy heels and kate blanchett's wearing these chunky ass sneakers and they're they look beautiful and so that's like one part of it this is definitely a gay cultural event. I don't know. <laughs> cultural <laughs> event. And then if you also didn't know, these two women are responsible for the two best performances of the year that I've seen and many people have seen. And this was such a good move on Variety's part because this is the best actress race at the Oscars for next year, which 100%. the nominees have not even been announced, but people know it is going to be a squeaker between two women it is going to be a squeaker because they both are very storied respected actresses they both gave their career best performances in two phenomenal films and so this best actress race is going to be so interesting and it's tough because I think I think Michelle Yeoh is going to clinch it because she's never been nominated before, and it's like that type Dude, of thing where she's she so, better. You keep saying that, but I'm like, oh. Well, she's so she. I think she's going to win because the Academy like loves giving people their due, and she's so respected and beloved, and she's 60 and she hasn't even been nominated, and so it's like, what other chance is she going to get? So I I think she's going to get it. Uh, there's an argument for Kate Blanchett because it is so phenomenal her performance in Tar, but she's already won two other Oscars. So I, I yeah. think it'll be Michelle. But it's it's so fascinating watching this because it, it's it's so clear to me. I was talking to Nick about this in the car, like right after I watched it. I think Kate Blanchett is kind of in this mode where she doesn't want to win, 
because she's fearful maybe of people having that thought of like, oh my God, she's keeps winning. Like, come on. People don't, <laughs> people don't like that. I don't think people don't like it when people are like too decorated. I think I feel like this happened with Jennifer Lawrence actually, after she won her best actress trophy and then she kept getting nominated and people were like, oh my God, like, come on. I know. I think- well, I can, yeah, contributed to her being like, I think everyone's sick of me. We were. Yeah. And I don't think we could ever get sick of Kate Blanchett. I mean, she's such a talent, but I think she's maybe feeling that because for most of the video, she is gassing the fuck up out of Michelle Yeoh. It is so <laughs> cute. It's so cute. And Michelle Yeoh, she's actually a fairly like reserved and shy actor. Uh, she actually talked a lot about her stage fright during the conversation, which I thought was interesting about how like in front of a camera, she's fine, but on an actual stage, like as she has to present something, she's terrified. And so it's just really cute seeing Kate Blanchett gas Michelle Yeoh up the whole video pretty much. And then it's like very occasionally the producers probably remind them we have to talk about tar too. And Michelle Yeoh <laughs> was like, Oh, okay. 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 And then they talk about tar. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a great video. It was everything I wanted it to be. I love Aww. both these women and learned some fun little tidbits here and there. I also learned that uh, Evelyn Wong's original name in the script for Everything Everywhere, bef- well, uh, originally it was a male character and then they changed it to be a woman, but her name in the script was Michelle Wong. And Michelle Yeoh apparently told the Daniels, I want to meet with you because I love this script, but I'm not meeting with you unless you agree to change the name because she can't perform as someone with her own name. So they changed it to Evelyn for her. Wow. That's so cute. I love that movie. I really, I'm excited to see awards season. And I hope that I hope for the best. No, it's, it's crazy. I actually would have, I would have never thought that that film, which, you know, I adore to my core, I will definitely be talking about it for our super mega media moment. Uh, I would have never thought though that it would be in such a good standing as it is for Oscars. Like Hiwi Kwan is pretty much a lock for best supporting actor, which is gonna which make is me cry. So <laughs> insane. Like after yeah. having a career with like what two acting credits yeah. and then like not taking all this time off and then coming back, it's like ugh. Yeah, I think he he's a lock. It. Michelle Yeoh is I really think she's gonna win. I think it's a lock for like original screenplay. It's just crazy to me that it's people love it as much as they do. And so the, the 2023 ceremony, that's going to be fun. We're having another party yeah. in our place. <laughs> and I love that it's it. Yeah. Like I love that it's on top of it actually being like a good piece of art that like, it is so celebrated by like regulars, like people did really turn up to go see it. Cause I yeah. feel like that really speaks a lot too. like, and I feel like a lot of it was word of mouth. I don't know. I didn't really see a lot of no, like for sure. hard market things. So I feel like a lot of people have been talking about it, which led to more people going to see it. No, for sure. It was, I mean, it's A24's most successful film, yeah. which is crazy. And so, yeah, it's uh, regarding the Oscars, I was actually thinking this is probably so extra of me and I don't know how much it is, but my building has one of those like little public lounges you can rent for parties. <laughs> I was like, what if I rented that for the Oscars next year? Because- this you guys i have committed this year i've seen almost everything that people are talking about that's likely to be nominated so i'm invested and i care about a lot of the films deeply that are probably going to be nominated so i'm like should we go all out and rent the lounge 
I don't know. It depends on the price. We know that the podcast <laughs> is like going to be four hours long. So <laughs> I know well, it's four we'll hours to pay for. We'll chat. I'm serious. I might email them and be like, how much is this? Um, <laughs> anyway, that concludes my meeting moment. Uh, I also saw really quickly, I saw Empire of Light. Did I tell you this? Empire of Light. It's um... a film I told you I was psyched to see because Olivia Coleman is in it. Sam Mendes directed it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was disappointing, unfortunately. No, I'm sorry. I'm so I sorry. still adore Olivia Coleman. She can do no I wrong. I love Olivia Coleman. And she's the best part of that movie. But oh, good. one thing I wanted to bring up really quickly is it's, it's, you could tell that Sam Mendes, he was probably shooting around this idea in his head for a while about an older, lonely woman working in this seaside cinema. And right. They get a new younger employee and they start forming a relationship. I bet he had that idea in his head that he was developing. Mm -hmm. And then George Floyd was murdered. And I'm convinced that he rewrote that younger man to be black because it is so obvious. The like skin deep, like commentary, if you want to call it that on racism that's in this movie, they don't actually even say the word race or racism they like tiptoe around it because Michael Ward is, is the, is the guy playing her love interest. Okay. And it was just awkward. I was like, Ooh, Sam Mendes, if you were going to do what this, are you doing, babe? bring in a screenwriter of color to help you out. It was, it kind of tarnished the whole experience for me. That's yeah. I'm looking at it, it was right so now. Cause awkward. I feel like I remember seeing the trailer before something that we saw recently. And I remember thinking like, what is what is <laughs> like what yeah i was hyped to see you, you guys i went out on friday night opening night to see it, it but it, it didn't do it for me unfortunately so i just yeah. wanted to comment on that because it will not be in, at my end of year list or anything so don't go see it i mean it, it looks stunning like roger deacon shot it so maybe like look up screen grabs from it <laughs> i don't oh, know that's a good idea but anyway, Ely's yawning. So if we're going to talk about no, Spotify no, wrapped, if we're going to talk about Spotify wrapped, maybe we should get to it. Okay. Did you want to? Yeah, I want to. Okay, well, I'm, hold on. Wait, is it still <laughs> up? Is it still up on my app? Because it's you don't it's... take screenshots of all of your stuff. That's crazy. Oh, oh yeah, I did. I did. I did. Wow. I'm a dumb bitch. Yeah. Let me go find it. Okay. I did. Okay. Wow. Slay. Okay. So first of all, what were your total minutes? Okay. I think I mentioned this at some point on the podcast. My goal was to beat my one year where I had, um, I think it was like 90,000 um, minutes listened, but was a lot. <laughs> I know that was a lot. I don't know what happened to me that year. I must've been really depressed or something. I don't know. But, um, and last year I will say I only had 35,000 and I was so disappointed. So my goal was to beat that, but also to beat my 90,000, but I didn't beat my 90,000. So this year I had 70,000 and 87 minutes listened, which is apparently according to Spotify, more than 96% of <laughs> in the United States. That is crazy. I had 37,576, which was down from the year prior because I believe I was like close to 45, but I spent a shit ton more time listening to podcasts this year because I had mm. over 15,000 minutes of podcast listening. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, that is interesting. Tell me about your top songs. What were the top five? Okay. Top and did you take a screenshot five. of how many times you listened to your number one? Um. Yes. Yes, okay. I did. 
Okay, so my top five songs were No Love by Summer Walker and SZA. How many Aces plays? Of- um, hold on. Can Sorry. I, can I get through my list and then I'll go back? Uh, That's okay, a separate fine. statistic. All right. Okay. No Love by Summer Walker with SZA. And then number two is Late Night Talking by Harry Styles, which these... Actually, I was a little bit surprised by the first one. I thought the first one, the top was going to be Bitter, which is the first song in her al- in Summer Walker's album, but it wasn't. So I was like, oh, that's shocking. Uh, but Late you, Night Talking. You were right that Summer Walker was going to be up there. Like, you called it. I did. I did. I called it and I said Summer Walker and Harry Styles, and I was right. Um, so Late Night Talking was number two, of course. That's my favorite song from um, Harry's House. And then number three, which this was my media moment um, back last season at one point, was Doomsday by Lizzie McAlpine. That oh, was a that. shocker to me. I was honestly shocked to see that in my top five. Hmm. Um, and number four was As It Was, which I was kind of surprised by, but then I was Basic. like, well... Well, <laughs> I was like, this was the first single from Harry's house. So it like just naturally got more time. And mm. this was like the first single that Harry had released in a really long time. So of course, you know, I had to listen to it a bunch of times. Of course. And of then course. number five was X for a Reason with JT from the City Girls by Summer Walker um, from her So Over It album. So those were mm. my top five. Now do you want me to go into I how wanna, much I listen? <laughs> I want to hear... I wish they told us for each of the top five, but they only tell us for number one, how many times you listen to it. So yes, I would love yeah, to Yeah, I would kind of like to know the difference between one and two, because I feel like this is a little psychotic. So I listened to <laughs> No Love by Summer Walker and SZA 230 times. <laughs> That's more than twice the amount I listened to my number one. Oh my wait, God. and it says, wait, get this. The most listen, the date with the most listens was february 1st 2022 which if you don't know that is my birthday and i distinctly i saw that and i was like yeah that checks out (laughs) (laughs) it checks out with just like the vibe for the day how i know i was doing that like around that time of year and i I do really love that song so i feel like it was my birthday so i was like i'm gonna you know be feeling myself that's so so funny yeah i'm i do feel like a psycho though i was like because last year I listened to Montero only 111 times. And so seeing oh, this, only. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so seeing this kind of kind of scared me. <laughs> well, okay, my top five, I I don't remember precisely my predictions, but I feel like with the songs, I really nailed it. With the artists, not so much. We'll get to that. But I did correctly predict that Go Away by Omar Apollo would be my number one. I listened to that 108 times. The most listens was on April 26, 2022, which I believe was like two days after the album came out. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> uh, number two was Invincible featuring Daniel Caesar by Omar Apollo. Mm-hmm. Number three was Pain by Pink Panthers, which that is... Didn't I, you say? I, I said that because that song is less than two minutes. So this is one case of the shorter songs equaling more streams, I suppose. Although mm-hmm. I would love if they released like a four minute version of that song because oh it God, absolutely slaps. Cut. Yeah. Um, Good Ones by Charlie XCX was number four and Lightning by Charlie XCX was number five. So all those I pretty much expected to constitute my top five in some way or some order. Now, when we get to artists, though. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I really thought. Well, oh wait, oh you said what? you listened your top song. You listened 108 to what, 108. Okay, okay, yes. Sorry. 
Um, I really thought with my artists that it would be Omar or Pink Panthers. I told you it was going to be between them two. But somehow, <laughs> from the back, Charlie XCX <laughs> room roomed on up to number one. She room room. You got my reference there? Yeah. I did. I did. She, yeah, I got it. She got up to number one. I guess I really did listen to Crash that much. Um, I think you did. We spent 2,640 minutes together, and I was in the top 0.05% of Charlie XCX listeners. Wait, how many minutes did you spend together? I'm sorry. 2,640, okay. which doesn't sound like a lot, but whatever um and then omar Paolo was number two i would actually love to know again i want to know how many minutes i listened to him i want to know how close it was mm-hmm. uh and then pink panthers and then beyonce because of renaissance of and then casey musgrave squeaked in there i'm guessing because yeah. i was probably listening to her a shit ton between like january and march because january i was gearing up for the concert and then post concert i was on the casey kick you know totally and I just listen to her intermittently every now and then because she's great. So yeah, lovely. Okay, this is also a little psychotic of me. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as predicted, Summer Walker was my number one top artist, and Harry Styles was my number two. As not predicted, I explicitly said on this podcast, I don't think Kalani is going to make any of my top numbers. <laughs> Kalani came in at number three, <laughs> and I think that that's so funny because I hated the album she released this year. But I still fucking love the album she released in 2020 and the EP she released in 2019. So I feel like that really did it. Yeah. Um, and then Lizzie McAlpine was number four, which again, I was kind of shocked at. I was the like, Doomsday Girl. What? Yeah. But also her first album, Give Me a Minute, is also probably one of my favorite albums ever. Like it's really fucking good. Hmm. So that was interesting. And then completely out of left field the weekend came in at number five (laughs) you guys i genuinely don't know how this happened wait let me open my playlist because i want to know when at what point the first song from the weekend comes up on my top songs of 2022 one two three four five six seven eight ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen it's best friends from dawn fm um but somehow the weekend was my number five most listened to artist of the year. So that's interesting. Um, I don't know how that happened, like I said. But going back to Summer Walker, <laughs> according to Spotify, I spent 8,940 oh. minutes. <laughs> oh. oh my God. I spent 8,940 <laughs> minutes with Summer Walker. <laughs> Putting me in the top 0.01% of listeners. Oh, wow. Wait, you guys, only... I really like this album. Wait, a question. Because is it possible to get an extra percentile? Like, I thought I saw some people posting that they were like in the 0.005%. Is that possible? I don't know. This is what it that's crazy yeah so um that's very special (laughs) i yeah i don't know i don't know i feel like it was just i needed i needed it and of course y'all know i love hairstyles my boo yeah so we know how that happened walker yeah yeah so yeah this was i mean not surprising but the numbers the, the stats were surprising yes and 
while we're on the topic of Spotify wrapped, I did want to touch on exhausted Spotify wrapped. Aww, I posted yeah. a little bit of it, but um, thought it'd be fun to go over it verbally. So you guys, this year we created 2,342 minutes of content. This was up until Spotify wrapped, of course. So over the course of the year, it'll be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. That's more than 97% of other creators in the society and culture category. So I don't know how many hours that is, but go us. We were heard in 10 countries. Number one was the US, of course, but number two is Australia. And number three was Canada. Number four is France. And number five was India. Wow. Interesting. That is interesting. Our podcast was in the top 10 most shared globally with 58% being direct link, which I thought was interesting. Do you think that's from our stickers? Maybe. Do you remember that when we did those stickers? Hey, with the little I, scan I still code? think they're around Milwaukee. Yeah, we'll see. Of course. Um, but that's, yeah, that's interesting to me. And then um, we were in the top 30% of most followed podcasts, which I think of as a win. Uh, like that's 30%. That's pretty good, right? I think so. Out of, out of 100? <laughs> <laughs> we also saw a 41% increase in followers on wow. spotify which is pretty good thank you guys for following us huge shout outs and it says here that for 25 fans were in their top 10 podcasts for Aww. 21 fans were in their top five and for six fans i know it's not a lot but we love you very much we were their number one podcast <laughs> yeah that's so nice that wasn't for me because for me uh it was my <sighs> number two <laughs> But for of you, course. it was not even up there. So shut up. Oh, yeah. That's the funny <laughs> thing. Spotify didn't even bother to give me a wrapped on podcast. I don't think I listened to a full episode of a podcast this year. Oh, see, they gave me my wrapped. I wish they would do more, actually, because all I got were the minutes listened to and then the top five podcasts. I wish. I don't know. I wish they figured out some other extra stuff. But no surprise. Three of my top five were drag queen podcasts with um, Bob and Monet's podcast being number one. And then. Uh, the other one besides Exhausted is a video game podcast. So oh, fun, interesting. Yeah, I don't no know why they didn't even give me there. any podcast at all. I'm getting. I really must not have listened to anything. I think you have to have five. Like I don't think. Oh. Like I have. Um, one of my friends. They were like, I listen to three podcasts all the time, but they didn't get it. So I think you have okay. to at least have five. That makes sense. I definitely did not listen to five podcasts this year. Yeah, girl, I have like nine in the rotation. It's really bad. I, I, I have like a lot of them that I'm following. Like I, I, I really gaslight myself into thinking that I'm going uh, to listen to podcasts and I'm like, bitch, you're not listening to that. You know what my goal is for rap next year? I actually think there's a strong chance that I'll have more podcast minutes next year than music minutes. Cause I just That's keep adding podcasts and I used to listen to music when I was working, but I've transitioned that to podcasts. See, that's my thing. I can't do that. Cause it distracts oh. me. See, I found that music was distracting me because I'd be in my seat like, ooh, ooh, ah, or something <laughs> like that. But with podcasts, I, I can focus more. I, sometimes having people in the background is nice. And and it's weird because I've always thought of myself as this type of person where I can't focus with if there's multiple like sounds going on. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing just like simple enough work with podcasts, I can still focus on it. So it does wonders for me. And driving, of course, driving, I almost exclusively listen to podcasts. Unless it's later at night, then I'll usually listen to music in case I'm like a little sleepy. 
I like cannot listen to podcasts at all while I'm driving because I will fall asleep. Um, she said podcasts are boring. It's just like I need <laughs> the thing that keeps me awake though when I'm driving is like the act of singing along to music. So I usually, if I'm driving for a long distance, I put on show tunes because I know I can sing to that. Show tunes. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, like I have because I know I can sing and sing loudly to those songs. Whereas like. <laughs> Some pop music, I will like. I will do it, but it's mostly show tunes. But podcasts, I have tried while I'm driving, and I have literally almost like crashed from falling asleep. Damn. Okay. Well, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to be safe. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, thank you for listening to our episode and to our Spotify wrap. So sorry we missed that last week. I don't know what came. Yeah, over us. we're so silly. Yeah, but um. You know, we'll be there for you next week. We got to talk, by the way, because since I'm about to go on a little vacay, we need to figure out when we're going to record. But I was we will say that we'll too, be there, yeah. I think. I would say let's not make promises because <laughs> I'm also going on a little vacay. So you're going home. Come on. Uh, okay. <laughs> you're kind of going home in a way. Is it a vacay if you're going for like three ass weeks, though? Uh, if I'm not working, that's a vacay, babe. <laughs> Well, I would hope you would bring your microphone at least. No, I am. Okay. But I do think we should take a little bit. We took a break last year this time. Uh, but like, what if something happens? Well, then we'll talk about it when we get back. Uh. Okay. So it sounds like we might not have an episode next week. Okay. We're going to discuss. We'll discuss. Sorry, this is chaotic. And you'll, if, you'll find out. You'll if find you out. open your phone and there's no episode, we're uh, spending the holiday season with our family. And also, Instagram is an amazing thing. So yeah, if you follow us, us at exhausted yeah. underscore pod. Yeah, very good. That's promotion for very you. Very good. Anyway, have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs>